to another episode of 20-something more. Uh, If you haven't listened in with us before, this is a podcast about millennial lifestyle dating and kind of all the gyps in between um, being 20-something in New York City. I'm here today with my best friend from high school, Emily Auth. She's super fucking opinionated. So if you're offended by anything, you should probably stop listening right now. (laughs) Hi, guys. <laughs> oh, we're in for a wild night. Clinkling, <laughs> bitch. Oh, oh man. Here okay. we are. We've started um, <clears throat> drinking wine already, so we'll see how this episode goes. It's going to go downhill real fast. Real fast. No, we got, we've got some good topics today. Oh, absolutely. Um, so... What we're kind of going to discuss today is like girl power, shattering the glass ceiling, feeling unsafe in dating environments, um, what do you look for in a man, body image, male-dominated industries. We're going to cover it all today. And oh, yeah. we've got some tea for you. We're going to spill all of it. It is and scalding. <laughs> the tea is served hot. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so... I don't know. I thought we'd start this off by like kind of naming some of the women who have made history. Oh yeah. Um, I have a list from women who have changed the world. Oh yeah. Starting all the way back from 570 BCE, and her name was Sappho. She was one of the first known female writers. Much of her poetry has been lost, but her immense reputation has remained. Actually, that's so boring. <laughs> Cleopatra was 69 BCE. Oh yeah. Cleopatra. Girlfriend was hot. All right. Who else is on this list? I honestly have no idea who any of these people are. Fast forwarding in a couple thousand years, we have people like Michelle Obama. Yes. Serena Williams. (laughs) Meghan Markle. Oh my God, bitch. I Uh, love you. Ariana Grande. Yes. Seven rings. Thank you. Next, bitch. I want it. I I got it. it. (laughs) (laughs) But then I also looked up, they told me there was a woman who murdered all her lovers after sleeping with them. And I thought this was interesting, so I thought, why not Google it? And what I came up with was not the woman who murdered all her lovers. It was woman killed lover, then husband, and maybe others on the Daily Beast, (laughs) which is a super reliable source. <laughs> no, I was talking about this woman who, um, like a really, 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 really long time ago. Now I saw this online because uh, I mean everything on the internet is obviously true. So um, this must have been true. Very legible. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I saw this woman who, pretty much like every single time she would have sex with her lovers, like she would murder them afterwards, and men would literally line up knowing that they would be murdered, but like they would line up to have sex with her. That's how beautiful and like godly she was. Um, how could you just like go on a date with a woman thinking like I'm gonna die? At <laughs> but I'm gonna get some Honestly, good pussy. I, I, I feel like that sometimes, like going into dates. Yeah, I mean, like, I was like I don't know if I'm gonna come out of this date alive. No, you have to like go into these situations feeling safe, mm-hmm. and definitely with dating apps. Especially oh here, God. I don't always feel the same. You gotta meet up with them in a public place, first yeah. of all. There's gotta be a ton of people around. Yeah. If a guy invites you over to his apartment, like, the very first time you're, like, don't go. messaging on a dating app or don't he gets go. your number. What, like, what are you thinking? At that point, you could <laughs> never a- see the light of day again. <laughs> you could be the person from you. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, you're, you she's are an Mac. idiot. She's an idiot. She's an, first of all, I mean, she's an idiot. But second of all, that show was so good. 
I binge watched it in like two days. New Year's Day, I finished oh. all. Was there thirteen episodes? Yeah, something like that. Literally, so good. Such a good show. So good. But that just like goes to show you, and like, like obvi- obviously, it was like really extra because it's Hollywood. Exaggerated. It is very exaggerated, but stuff like that could actually happen. Which is really scary. No, I've heard about that with, like, Ubers and Lyfts, especially. Oh, my like, God, yeah. Insane amount of people from different college. I think it was Ohio State, I want to say. And there was this girl who got in her Lyft, and it was marked a Lyft, and it was marked an Uber. Mm-hmm. But she got in, she kept driving, and they passed her, like, destination. And she goes, I like, my apartment's back there. Like, you're going the wrong way. And he just, like, didn't answer her. And then the car kept going and going and going, going faster. And she was like, sir, where are we going? Where are we going? Like, kind of getting nervous. Yeah. And when he's not responding to her, like, that would freak me the fuck out, oh too. So she literally jumped out of the car. Yeah. But, like, I couldn't even imagine where this guy would have taken her. Oh, yeah. You really can't trust anyone yeah. these days. But I don't know. What do you... When you're, like, on a dating app with a guy and you... You swipe right on them, and you're like, oh, he's kind of cute. Like, what do you look for in a guy, like, off the bat when you first have that first conversation? What makes you feel comfortable with going to meet them? Um, You know, like, on Hinge, a dating app, I don't, do they have this anywhere other than New York? Do they have Hinge? Hinge, yeah. In L.A., I think, Yeah, they do. Um, You know how it puts, like, way more information than, like, a Tinder or Bumble or anything? It, like, puts your height and your age. Which and like, they definitely James, lie about that They definitely that lie about that, but that's mm. a whole nother episode. Um, <laughs> your height. Why do men lie about their height? <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> we know you ain't six foot. <laughs> Anyways, you can also put your occupation. So when I'm on Hinge, the first thing I look for is, does he have a six-figure salary? Okay? <laughs> I'm trying to put time and effort into my financial future. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really planning ahead of the time. Planning ahead. Um, no. That's actually not it. That was totally a joke. Um, it's kind of true. Kind of true. Kind of not. Um, anyway, so... Uh, Yeah, no, I think the first thing that I look at, like, if I've already matched with the person, is, like, can you hold a conversation? I think that's, like, the biggest thing. Are you giving, I don't know, I feel like, are you giving enough detail about who you are as a person? Well, that's, like, making jokes or making conversation. I feel like if a guy's responding with, like, one sentence or, like, less than a sentence, I feel like he's not giving me enough to work with that I know I would feel comfortable with him. And all, although guys can lie out there, I can pull shit out of their ass and just, like, oh, yeah. convince a girl <clears throat> to make them feel comfortable and then, like, be a serial killer on the end. But, <laughs> yeah. like, I look for those conversations where they're kind of giving me more detail about oh, who they absolutely. are as a person, where they went, like, yeah. what do they do, where they, what area do they live in, um, basically like, I want your address. Yeah. <laughs> What's your address? What's your um, social security number and your mother's maiden name? Yes. Um, I would like to know all these things. <laughs> and then look them up on that record website. Right. <laughs> No, um, also, like, do they have an Instagram? Do they have a, Mm -hmm. like, do they have the social media and, like, proof to back up that that is what they actually look like? Because catfishing is a real thing. And I don't know about you, Megan, but I know I definitely went on a date, like, two years ago (laughs) when I first moved to New York. And it was the same guy in the photos, but, like, I don't know. 40 pounds heavier. Oh, my I mean, it, like, it was fine because he, he was really nice. He was really sweet. He was in a different person. But at the same time, I'm like, you have to update your photos. You have to look like how you look in your photos or else it's, 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 a, it's a total turnoff. Like, I don't want, like, you're already <clears throat> practically lying to me about what you look like. So, like, what else are you going to lie to me about? Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. So, like, making sure that they have, like, the social media to back it up. Um, but also just, like, if there's, like, a guy who, like, immediately comments or messages me and, like, um, do you want to, like, hang out? Do you want to come over? Like, don't you want to know a little bit more right. about me? And, like, I want to know more about you. So, like, those guys that immediately are, like, come over. I really, I really like you. I want to read the Bible. <laughs> Shout out, Cody Girl. <laughs> Just don't do it. No. <laughs> Guys, don't, stop being know. creepy. I ha- I've only ever really had, like, one creepy, creepy experience with a guy. And it wasn't even that creepy. It was just that he had told me this whole time that we had texted, like, making plans for this date, that he had lived in the city, that he lives in West Village, he does this, like, he's always around. I- and then on the date, he goes, so I have to be truthful. And I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> what did this guy lie about? And he goes, so I don't live in New York, and I live in Stanford, Connecticut. And I was literally like, what? That's like two hours from here. What are you doing If this in was the a city? video, you would just see the, like, blank the stare on my, my face <laughs> she told me that. <laughs> and I was just, like, taken back. It's not like that's that big of a deal that he doesn't like. He goes, I'm planning on moving here. And I was just like, okay, that's, that's fine. Like, you do you, but... I'm never going to go on a date with you ever again. Because, yeah. like, oh, that's, that's just kind of weird. He drove two hours to be on a date with you. I mean, I'm flattered, but at the same time, that's creepy. Yeah. And especially that's when weird. he's saying, oh, I live in the West Village. And, like, yeah, he oh, literally I can, lied. like, hop on the subway and be at a restaurant in ten minutes. Like, and I was kind of two hours. Yeah. And I was kind of thrown off because when I, it was, like, the day of the date and I, like, wanted to go to the gym first. I was like, hey, it might be pushed back a little bit. Like, I'm going to work out. And he was like, that's fine. Like, I could find something to do for, like, an hour. And I was, like, kind of, I'm, like, don't, can't you just, can't you just go, go home? home? <laughs> <laughs> nope. So that was, like, red flag number one. I was, like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't go. And it honestly ended up being one of the worst dates of my life. Oh he was God. just, like, talking about that Squidward, that, that Spongebob, that's really boring. But he was, like, oh, how's the weather? Like, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> I think we talked oh, about the weather, like, oh six God. times. Um, <laughs> the Spongebob, that's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was awful. But, um, like, okay, so I do, I have to ask you, Megan, like, when going on dates with these guys, like, what do you choose to wear? Because, like, I know I have issues, like, picking out date outfits. Like, you oh, know, yeah. I always text you and I'm like, is this appropriate to go on a date? Because my normal, like, going out to dinner with my friends or, like, going out to a bar on a Friday night is, like, a cute little mini skirt and, like, during the winter, a sweater and some boots. Like, I don't... I'm not dressed properly like if that makes sense like I don't wear like a turtleneck and jeans and flat shoes like I don't do like I dress how I want to dress and I like showing off a little bit of my body and like whatever but like do you ever feel like oh what if he thinks like I'm a total hoe because I'm wearing a mini skirt or what if he thinks I'm too prude because I'm wearing jeans and like a baggy sweatshirt or like a sweater you know so how do you like choose what you want to wear. I feel like you kind of, like, gauge by the guy. Um, where I found myself doing this, with, which I shouldn't, uh, I have a very, like, trendy set, like, style. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to wear, like, snakeskin and, like, all these different patterns. And sometimes I find myself, like, toning it down on dates yeah. and wearing something I might not necessarily wear otherwise just to make them, give myself this image that I don't, I'm not like that. I'm right. not like this um, girl who goes out and wears these tight mini skirts and right, tight right, right. leather jackets, even though, like, I am. I, if, right. if you like to accentuate something on your body, 
girlfriend, more power to you. <laughs> right. Fucking wear that shit on that yeah. date. Don't let a guy make you rethink what you're going to wear when you're meeting them because they, like, they're going to see the true you come out either way. Either way. And I think that women um, have an, they, they can wear whatever they want. There's, yeah. there's no excuse for a male to disrespect a woman or make them feel right. uncomfortable because of what they're wearing. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that goes right into it. It's like, you know, I, I go, I'm not a huge club goer. Um, well, I shouldn't say I'm not a huge regular club well, neither goer. Neither am I, girl. Right? <laughs> There's one club that I go to in New York City, and it's just because all of my friends go there, like, every weekend. One of my friends a DJ there, so we all hang out. Like, we have a great time. But there have been multiple occasions where I go, and I'm wearing what I like to wear, which is usually a short mini skirt, and, like, during the summer, like, a tube top and a mini skirt and heels. Like, I, like dressed up you know like I look good period (laughs) you should you should look good you should feel good wear whatever you want right but there are times when I'm dancing I'm having a good time with my girlfriends like no guy I'm like I have no radar for a guy at that moment and like three guys come up to me I think it happened like literally within all of 10 minutes one guy stuck his hand up my skirt the other one like Literally, like, he was in front of me, and I was dancing behind him, like, not on him, and he reached behind and, like, tried to put his hand up my skirt, and I, I literally, I felt like I wanted to beat him up. I would throw hands. I, yeah, I almost did, and my friend was like, Emily, don't, like, don't do it, but, like, some guys at clubs and in bars and even on dates feel like if you're wearing a short skirt, that's, like, the invitation to, like, reach their hand up there and try to get some ass or whatever. And they're like, oh, you you shouldn't be dressed so provocative. Right. You know how many times that I've um, heard does? Talk about your experience at, where was it, Marquis? Yeah, Marquis. Um, yeah, Marquis is a really, for those of you that don't know, is a really famous, famous club here in New York City. It's pretty expensive to get into, but it's packed every single night. Like, people mm-hmm. are willing to spend this money to get in. Um, but it's also famous for, like, people getting drugged and people getting assaulted. It's pretty much famous for that. So, Megan, please tell the viewers your story about what happened the first weekend that you moved to New York City. It's honestly insane because when you think of these things, you don't think that they would actually happen. You're just like, oh, that would never happen to me. And it's like, oh, that's such a crazy story. My mom will send me these stories on Facebook. They're like, you need to be careful. You need to watch out for yourself. You need to do this, that, that. And I'm just like, mom, this is never going to happen. Like, I'm safe. I always know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But then it happens. And what happened to me is it was my first weekend in New York City. I lived, like, moving here to intern. And a couple friends and I went out, and I was wearing a leather short dress, like, with short sleeves. And it didn't have, like, a ton of cleavage. And I was wearing, like, chunky heels. Nothing, like, overly provocative that would make... I don't know. Um, But then we get into the club. We get to this table because we had went through a promoter. And I have one drink the entire night, and it was a vodka cranberry. And Megan's I was watching, drink, by the way, literally my go-to drink. <laughs> but I was watching this guy pour the drink, so I knew that it wasn't necessarily the promoter or the guy working at the table. And I knew it was wasn't his fault. Yeah. And then I go into the mosh pit because I wanted to see my favorite, one of my favorite DG, DJs, Matoma play. So we get into this mosh pit, and there's a guy <laughs> dancing behind me. And he taps me on the shoulder, and I turn around, and he's like, oh, what what DJ is this? And I'm like, oh, Matoma. Like, he's really good. Yeah. And we have, like, a short one-minute conversation, and I'm holding my drink in my hand, which I guess it should be in front of me if I really think about it, but you're not really thinking about it when no. you're drunk. You're not... I wasn't even drunk. When you're dancing, when you're, dancing you're having a good time yeah. with your friends. 
And then I turn around, he's not there anymore. Um, and that's the only scenario in which my drink was not at eye level with me, where I could see it in right. my hand. And that's the only thing that I could think of where someone would have slipped something in my drink or had done something because 30 minutes later, I went up the stairs to um, the top deck of the stage and I was watching from below and I started to lose my vision. I started to lose my hearing and I was getting very sweaty and I wasn't even, one wasn't drunk. Two wasn't hot, but I was fe- I was just sweating furiously. My friend Emily looks over at me. She goes, dude, are you, like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, no, no. I need to sit down. So we move everyone. I'm, I'm like sitting down. I'm like, I'm going to pass out. Like, I can't see. Yeah. She goes, okay, we'll walk downstairs. We'll get you outside. And I'm like, no, I literally can't see. I wouldn't be able to walk down the stairs because that's terrifying. When yeah. you lose your vision, you just, like, can't see anything, but you're still conscious. Right. And I was like, what is happening? So then eventually... Um, people saw that I was struggling. They're like, is she okay? Is she okay? Does she need water? The bouncer comes over, throws me over his shoulder, and, like, carries me down the steps. They're flat. They're putting flashlights in my eyes, and, like, they're like, is this girl, how much did she have to drink? Is she drunk? Like, did she take drugs? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no. Like, and I'm, at this point, it was probably about an hour later. Mm-hmm. I wake up from, like, my unconsciousness or, like, my right. literal blindness. And, and they're like, have you been drinking? And I'm like, yeah, I literally had one drink at the table. I watched the guy pour it. Yeah. And then they're like, you, they're, they're like, we know what a drunk person looks like. And we know what it looks like when someone has had way too much to drink. Right. And you, it, that That's is not, not the you. look in your eye. That's yeah, not the look no. in your eye. They, well, like, you were drunk. you, like, came to and you were speaking totally fine. I, yeah. Totally fine. Like, Oh. And it's just so scary to me because they were like, don't, like, if they were, if you were impressed, if you want to take this into, like, police matters, like, let us know. If you want us to get you an Uber to um, a hospital, like, let us know. And I was like, honestly, I'm, like, exhausted because at the, by the time I woke up, like, I had zero energy. And, yeah. like, uh, granted, I felt ten times better, but it it's a scary because you never think that you're going to be the one where that happens to. And it's so important to be so careful at these clubs, especially in big cities like L.A. and New York. I can't, oh I can't yeah. stress that enough. Yeah. But, I mean, this is also happening, like, in Youngstown, Ohio, and in, in Pittsburgh. I mean, it's happening, it's happening everywhere. Yeah. And I feel like... Colleges. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, but it's happening... I feel like almost in New York or L.A., it's like... It's... It's more common. It's going to happen more often. Um, but in those, like, small towns, I feel like if somebody gets drugged, people aren't used to, like, dealing with that stuff. You mm-hmm. know? Like, it's not as common, and people just, like, don't know how to act. And, like, they wouldn't know if they were drugged or not, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you see, like, a girl struggling, oh, if you gosh. see someone on the streets where they look too drunk or yeah. they need help stick by them because I know I've done that in the past it was probably around like October I saw like the super drunk couple on the street and like the boyfriend wasn't helping her and I just like felt so bad for her yeah. like he was just kind of like over her at that point right. he was just like I'm over your drunk ass like I'm going home but it's just like why in that scenario where your girlfriend can hardly see straight can't can hardly walk straight would you just say like I'm going home help her right literally help her I mean uh, like when I was living in Hell's Kitchen this was also like the first year that I moved here um, I remember I had gotten home from work, or it was something like that, but it, was, it wasn't very late. I think it was maybe 10.30, maybe 11, something around there. Um, and I see this girl stumbling down the street. I'm, like, two steps into my building already, and I'm just, like, looking around, and I see her, and I'm like, okay, this doesn't look good. Like, another girl on the street, like, we made eye contact, and we're like, 
we got to help her because she was stumbling. Like she was, wasn't with anybody. She was by herself. And next thing I know, she's walking up the steps into my building. And I was like, do you live here? Like, are you okay? She goes, yeah, I live here. Um, and I was, and I told the other girl, I was like, I live here too. Thank you. I got her. I'll get her into the apartment, get her some water and like call it a day. So at that time, I think I lived on the second floor and I didn't, I didn't even know, but she was my neighbor, like two floors above me. And this is a walk up. Like most apartments in New York are walk ups. There are no elevators. So I walked her up to like the fourth floor. Um, and she gave me her keys. I opened her door, let her in the apartment, got her some water. And I was like, are you okay? Will you be okay? I was like, where are your friends? She goes, oh, they already left me. Like they left me. And I was like, that's not good. Like what friends, if if your friend is like very visibly not okay and can't get home safe, like, what if I wasn't the one Take to them see home with her? You. Right. Literally, I would rather my friend come home with me and have her be under my supervision right. than have her go home and not know what to do with herself, not be able to, like, put herself on the toilet or, yeah. like, throw up in the trash can. Right? She's just going to, like, puke everywhere. Like, or, like, not even, like, what if I wasn't the one to find her? Yeah. What if it was, like, some creepy guy in my building and, like... And he was like, oh, let me help you. And then what would have happened? Yeah. That's, like, a main thing. It's like, girls stick up for girls. And girls, you watch out for other girls. Even if they aren't your friends. Women support women. Right. Basically. Yeah. That's, like, the moral of the whole podcast is, like, women supporting women. Because it's, like, if you see somebody that's struggling, even if you hate their guts... Like, if you know them and oh, yeah. you, you okay. just think that they're a total bitch and you never want to see them again in your life, but if they are struggling and you feel like they're in some sort of danger, you help them no matter what. And this goes for guys, No too. amount of circumstance or hate would stop me from helping oh, someone absolutely. who is visibly not okay. Yeah, and this goes for guys, too. Like, if you're on the subway, and this has happened to me multiple times, where guys will purposefully stand right up against me, even if it's like a empty subway cart they do it just to, like i had a guy follow me from one end of the subway to the other and He's i'm like trying, walking yeah i'm like trying to avoid this guy like on the actual subway car like i'm moving from like section to section trying to get away from this guy and he won't give up until finally i like it was my stop and i like bolted off the train so i was like what if he follows me but if you see, like, a woman and she's visibly, like, uncomfortable and a guy, you see a guy doing something creepy or, like, looking at her funny, even all it takes is a, hey, are you okay? Or a, oh, my God, Sarah. Like, you it's need so to call good. one of your friends. Yeah, or you know? it's like, oh, my God, even if you don't know them, hi, Sarah, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. Like, are you heading home? I'm heading in the same direction. Let's walk together. I haven't seen you in years. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it just takes those little things to... Make sure that everybody is safe and getting home and all of this stuff and just, like, supporting other people and making sure everybody's safe because what happened to Megan could have gone a totally different way. If my friends weren't there with me that night or if I would have lost them in Marquis, because Marquis is it's pretty big. It's big and it's packed. If I would have lost my friends, like, I, I would have just been on the ground the whole time because there are so many people in New York. You could literally be sobbing on the subway or walking down the street, like... Yeah bleeding and New York is just that city where it's not that they don't care it's that they like they see it so often that it's like very ignored yeah 
Like, that's how I would describe it. And this does, not only goes for, like, women who are drunk or women who are not in the right state of mind, but this goes for, like, women supporting women in their careers. Like, oh, absolutely. I, if I have a connection and I know that someone else is looking for a job in the field that I'm in and I have had good experiences with them and I like their work and I think that they'd be great at what I do or what they want to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give them that recommendation whether they ask for it or not. Right. Because it's just... It's just like if that was happening to me, mm-hmm. I would want someone to do the same. I would want right. someone to put in that good word for me. Right. And it's more about like building each other up instead of tearing each other down, which we do so often on social media, like picking each other's Instagram pictures apart. Oh, and, yeah. And just zooming up on their flaws. And just like yeah. if a girl wants to post like a working out picture where she looks like ripped and she's in her bra, right. like let her do it. And people who give her shit for it, it's just like. It's 2019. Like, who, literally, (laughs) who cares, first of all? Second of all, like... Post as many thirst traps as you want, because I know I do it every day. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, yesterday, I was, like, feeling myself, working out, like, my abs were looking on fleek, so I was like, let me post, like, a workout video, and it's not because... That was good. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) My Instagram is at E-M-M-Y-A-U-T-H-H. Thank you. Um, so, (laughs) uh... I mean, like, it's not because I'm like, ooh, everybody look at my body, but it's just, like, I'm feeling good about myself, and, like, I've worked hard to be where I am right now, so, like, let me just, like, put Ariana Grande on in the video and, like, work out. My abs. Yeah, exactly. I love when girls pose like that. I posted this, like, long-ass Instagram video the other day talking about, like, my progress with, like, a program that I'm doing, and I'm not usually one to get on a story and talk because a lot of people will talk about how that annoys them or, like, Mm -hmm. and girls look stupid doing that. And it's just, like, when I hear that, it's just, like, wanting to work in the social media field and, like, seeing how influencers and bloggers make their careers and and further them. It's just, like, that's what you have to do. You have to engage with your audience. And a lot of people who aren't interested in that stuff don't understand that. So, of course, they're going to sit there and tear that girl down. Yeah, Yeah, you're so annoying. Like, who would get on their story? And I'm like, I'm sorry. That's what stories were made for. Literally. It's a video option on the app. To talk for a on. reason. <laughs> but I don't know. I when I look at another girl and I see her doing that, I'm just like, more power to your girlfriend. Or they want to get on their story and sing. Like you, you post so many like yeah. videos of you singing on Facebook. Like your mom does. Oh, and yeah. just But that's the thing is like my mom posts them because she's like like my mom's a voice teacher has been now for like my whole life at least. And both my parents. Shout out Carrie. Shout out Carrie and Joe. <laughs> Um, both of them were professional opera singers growing up, and they both taught music and taught voice. And so whenever I'm singing or I have, an, uh, I have a performance, um, every like, she always shares everything and puts it on her Facebook. But I'm never the person to post it on my Facebook or, like, post it on my Instagram because I'm so worried Scared about what... we're going to judge you. Yeah. But we should like... I know I'm decent, and that's not me being cocky. It's just, like, I got into one of the top acting and drama schools in the country, I know I'm decent. I know I'm good at what I do. I'm just scared because, you know, what if somebody from my previous university sees that and, like, makes a whole joke about it? And then, like, everybody at my previous university is making a joke about my one video of me singing, you know? So it's, like, it's always that. And that that goes right back to women supporting other women or just, like, people supporting other people in mm-hmm. general. It's, like, if somebody posts something... Let people enjoy things. Right. <laughs> like, I don't... I Like, if I 
see somebody and I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound too good, I'm not going to go and make a joke about it. You're just going to think that inside your head. Right. I'm going to keep my opinions to myself, which would be like the first time I've ever done Unless, of course, it involves Trump. (laughs) Then you're absolutely not. And I'm the first person to open my big fat mouth about (laughs) Donald fucking Trump. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (sighs) Speaking of which. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Speaking of which. Well, no. Orange man bad. Orange man. Like, sorry, we elected a commander in Cheeto instead of a commander in Cheeto. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, God. Oh. I mean, but, like, um, I don't know. It's just, like, it all goes back to that. It's just, like, supporting other people. I mean, even if they're not women. I'm not even, like, limiting yeah. this to women. Support the people around you and what they yeah. do. If they want to be an artist, if they want to be a musician, if they want right. to be a photographer, if they want to do theater, if they want to do acting. Let people do what they want to do without judgment because at the end of the day, they find success in whatever they do. You're going to be the one looking like an idiot when you're not half as successful as they are. Right, exactly. Because that entire time, you were too worried about what they were doing instead of worrying about what you were doing. Exactly. So, like, just people stress too much about what other people are doing. Like, focus on yourself, have your own goals, set those goals for yourself, and just work on it silently and privately. Don't even, like, you don't even have to post about it. But if you want to post yeah. about it, then post about it. Power like, to you, sister. Literally. But I think on that note, I feel like we've touched all the bases of... Have we? Let's see. What else have we missed? Oh, what about, like, going back to the whole going on a date thing. Do you, and I know because this has happened to me before, mm-hmm. do you ever feel pressured, like, at the end of a second date or a third date or even the first date... Especially living in New York, because you can never get out of, like, you can never use the excuse of, oh, I live on the other side of town, sorry I can't come over tonight, because yeah. you all live within the same two miles, like, it's impossible, but, um, do you ever feel pressured to have to go home with a guy? 100%. After a date. Oh my god. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I feel like, when I first moved here and started going on dates with guys, I felt more pressured then because I was a 21-year-old just new to the city, and I felt like I, like, had to keep up with these 25, 26-year-olds and just kind of, like, not give myself, like, an image of, like, oh, I'm mature, like, I'm in New York City and I can date, like, multiple people at one time and not feel anything. And then just, and when they would ask me to go home with them, I would feel, like, I, I, everything in me would not want to go home with them, but then... I'd find myself, like, they'd be like, oh, come meet my friends. I'm like, oh, yeah, come meet your friends. Like, come meet my roommates. Yeah, bullshit. Right, bullshit. So I would go back to their apartment with them and, like, mm-hmm. hang out with them for a little. But then at the end of the night, I'd be like, Megan, like, snap out of this. Like, like go they're going to want to sleep with you, and oh, you're not absolutely. going to want to do that. So it's just being like, oh, it's, it's late. Like, I intern in the morning. I'd come up with some excuse not to. And there shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel have, pressured at all. Right, you shouldn't even have to come up with it. With it shouldn't excuse. happen on That's the first date, is the moral well, story. it doesn't matter. If, yeah. like, if a girl and a guy, if it's between two, con- like, consenting adults mm-hmm. who cares when you sleep with them the yeah, first time absolutely but like if like you shouldn't feel pressured at all that shouldn't be a thing and like guys if you're listening like whether you realize you're doing this or not a lot of the time if you say oh my god like you should come see like my puppy at home or like you should come do this and like if you invite a girl back to her like to your apartment on the first date she's immediately gonna think 
all he wants to sleep with me. Mm-hmm. That's all he wants to do. He, he just wants to sleep with me. Um, and if you want to do that, good for you. Go get it, sister. But, like, you should it's never okay to feel, say no. Right. You, and you should never have to make up a lie of why you can't go. It should always be like, like, no, not tonight. No, I really don't want to. I'm sorry. Like, I It's very to. hard to say that. I it feel like really is. no matter what, like, scenario it was, I always came up with an excuse as to why I couldn't. Right. Instead of just saying flat out no. No. Which, there are some people, like, I've had friends that are, you're, you're good at that. Like, my, well, one of my good friends from work, she's just like, I just flat out told him no. And I'm like, <laughs> I could never do that. I feel yeah. like I'm not confrontational enough to just be like, I don't want this. No. It's no. not and then there's this one guy that I went on a date with, and he we had such a good connection the whole date. I thought that the conversation was flowing and everything mm-hmm. was going great. And then he's like, I'll walk you back to your place. Like, thought he was being, like, a gentleman. And then right. we get back to my, like, door, and I was like, oh, it's so nice to, like, meet you. Like, I hope we can do this again soon. I, like, mm-hmm. go in for a hug, and he goes, so you're not going to invite me in? That is what oh, he said to me. Oh, my God. And I was like, I didn't even know how to take it. And yeah. granted, he had... Like, bought all my drinks that night, and then we went and got food afterwards. But, because a boy buys you drinks, and he buys you food, you owe him absolutely nothing. 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 You don't owe him shit. Jack <laughs> shit. Okay? Alright? That's, like, flat out. No matter how much he spends on dinner, no matter how much he spends on drinks, even if he buys you fucking flowers, you do not owe him it is your body. It is right. your temple. And especially with the Me Too movement and everything that's mm-hmm. going on in, in the media today, um, it's it's really important to know that, that your body is your body. Do not let anybody tell you what you can or cannot do with it. Now, this is going to get very political very quickly. Let's dive so into it. So let's dive into it, RN. New York, God bless you, just passed the law stating that a woman can receive an abortion up to the due date of, uh, or the birthday of the baby. Um, I've seen on Fox News, which is, (laughs) Fox News, Um, but I've seen on Fox News, I've seen on all of these different platforms, how disgusted everybody is that it is possible that a woman could have an abortion the day before her child is due. What they don't realize is that the, it has to be for particular reasons. If the mother's health and life is in danger, if the baby is not valid, like if, if it's not, if the baby is going to be born dead or if the baby is going to be born with some horrible deformity or something like that and they're just seeing this now, that is when you can have an abortion up to the birthday. It's not like a woman who is nine months pregnant can walk into an abortion clinic. I don't want this baby Right, and can get an abortion. That's not how that works. And this is a huge step for New York to do this. Um, We have some really amazing people in power in New York, and I'm really, really proud of where we've all come and how strong we've been through these past... How many years has it been since Trump was elected? Three? Two? Three too many. (laughs) Too many. Too many years. Um... But we've all, in New York and in California, we've all definitely stuck it out, and we've kept the people in power that we need to keep in power and voted out the people that need to be voted out. Um, but this is a huge thing. And, I mean, abortion in general, that's a whole, that could be a whole nother episode, but it's like no matter if you're a legislator, if you're a governor, if you are 
a 25-year-old guy who got a girl pregnant. Like, no matter who you are, you are not allowed to tell a woman what she can and cannot do with her body because it is her body. And going into this, like, um, Emily knows, like, back in high school, I was raised in a very, very Republican home. Like, extremely Republican. Like, my brother was in part of uh, college Republicans, whatever. All those different groups that he would attend. And my dad hates CNN, loves Fox News. (laughs) The whole nine yards, hi, Dad, if you're listening to this. Hi, Dad. We'll probably hate every second of it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But... I feel like when Max and I left for college is when we kind of started forming our own opinions in there for a second. Like, I didn't feel educated. And sometimes I definitely still don't. I'm definitely not a political person at all. I have my views, and that's what they are. I would definitely consider myself pretty moderate in opinions. But when it comes to abortion, my two cents is that abortion should not be allowed for all scenarios, which is why I think New York is headed in a good direction. Because if you think about... If you put yourself in someone else's shoes and like, oh, my my daughter was raped. Right. Would you want her to have that child? Would you want her to have that, like, emotional distress? And some people would. That's, like, the sick That thing. is unbelievable to me. My dad was talking to uh, somebody that he knew, and they were having this really, you know, in-depth political conversation. And my dad straight up goes, so-and-so, if your daughter was raped... Would you let her get an abortion? He said, no. Absolutely not. If she got pregnant. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, first of all, who are you? (laughs) Second of all, you're not the one carrying that child for nine months and then having to raise it for 18 years or however many years. That's not you. That's your daughter. Mm -hmm. If she got raped and she got pregnant, which I, I would never wish that on anybody but if she got raped and she got pregnant, you wouldn't allow her to get an abortion? It's like, at that point, why is it your choice in the first it's, place? It's not. But he thinks, because he is the head of the house, nope. and he pays all the no, bills, no, 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 and no, no, he no. does this and this, that he gets to decide. But that's not how it works. And that's where we get into male-dominated everything. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This well, episode's going to literally be an hour long. But also, sorry. I should go back and say, uh, Megan and I have been best friends now for... Four years? Yeah. Almost five? Almost five years. Almost five years. So we've known each other for a long time, and it wasn't until um, the the most recent, the 2016 election, came along that we got into our first fight ever. Literally. Literally, our first fight. It lasted like six months. Yeah. It literally lasted so long. Our first and only fight that we've ever gotten into um, was over politics. And like Megan said, she was raised in a very Republican household, and she... um, based her views and what she thought off of her parents. As that's many, all you ever know. Right. And that's, that's hard when that's all you ever know. Tons of people do that. Um, and we got into a little bit of an argument, and it was very hard for the both of us to have had something as silly as politics come in between a friendship like that. Um, but I think now that Megan has gotten used to the fact that I will not move keep... Moving here. My, yeah, move here. First of here. all, you have to open up your mind. Oh, yeah. Especially if you want to move to a very democratic city, you have to open up, be, like, very I think that's why I was so proud of Max, like, my brother. Oh, my God, yeah. Because I could not get over how, like, sweet he was mm-hmm. 
by my father's opinions. Yeah. And granted, my mom is also a Republican, but she is definitely more on the moderate side yeah. than my dad is. She yeah. feels like my mom is a funeral director, and she always um, was under the male. She like right. she could never get to the top of where she wanted to be because of the men in her industry. Absolutely. And granted, my mom mom is more than deserving of any position Absolutely. that comes her way, yeah. but you can't get there right. because. Every industry, yeah. no matter what it is, is dominated, dominated. by males. Yeah. Uh, another day, another 77 cents to a man's dollar. That's insane to me. We're doing the same, same work. job. <laughs> it's the same work for less pay. And, I mean, that's even worse for women of color. Literally, of shatter color. the glass I ceiling. Mean, I think that's why I love that saying so much because... Yeah. We have so many powerful women and so many powerful voices yeah. in the fashion industry, oh. in the acting industry, oh my God, yeah. in the business industry, speaking on behalf of the women who can't. Yeah, And exactly. I think that's why I'm so inspired by the fashion industry and why mm-hmm. I got involved in fashion is because it is female-dominated for yeah. the most part. But there just there does come a point where the models don't feel like they're pretty enough. They don't feel like they're they're not tall enough. They're not skinny enough. They're yeah. not this. They're not that. They don't have the face. They don't have the look. Right. And then they're thrown to the side and they don't make any more money. It's just like, right. that is their career. They don't even get the chance. But like, because of a male makes that decision right, for exactly. them. exactly. Well, I was telling you earlier, it's like me being an actor, you walk into an audition room. Now I'm seeing more women casting directors and more women directors and it's really fantastic and you feel comfortable in the room and you feel like you can be who you want to be. But you walk into an audition room sometimes, the accompanist is a male. The director sitting there, the casting director sitting there, the choreographer sitting there, if, if you're lucky. I mean, everybody's sitting there. They're all guys. And depending on the show or the movie or the TV show that you're auditioning for, sometimes you're dressed very scantily clad. Like, and it's, it's especially during dance auditions as well. You're auditioning for a show like Cabaret or Chicago, which is famously very skimpy um, costumes and stuff like that. You have to look the part. But you're standing there and you're thinking to yourself, like, I'm dressed in a bra and short shorts with fishnets and heels right now, singing this song or doing this dance audition in front of all of these guys who expect me to look like this. And it's like, I walk into an audition room or before the audition, And I see these girls who I'm up against to get this part and get my next paycheck and all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, she's taller than me. And she has skinnier legs than me. She has better hair than me. She has this, this, and this. She has a better voice than me. And it's it's always going to be, do I look good? Because I could have all the talent in the world. I could have the best singing voice. I could be the best actor, the best dancer. And because, uh, I don't know, my legs are too muscular, I won't get the part. And that's just the reality it's those of those little things like that that yeah. determine your success. In Absolutely. Life. And, and like, it's all because of whoever's in power. Right. Whether that be female or male, it's yeah. more so with men that they are going to pick out those Oh. stupid, stupid details oh, that no one else watching the show is even going to realize. Story of my life, honestly. But Jeez. the moral of this whole episode is to support the people around you. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. Wear what you want. Have a voice. Drink all the wine that you want. Drink whatever <laughs> you want to drink. Date whoever you want to date. Right. And it's just like, at the end of the day, look out for yourself and look out for your girlfriends. And really put into perspective that if you were in their shoes or... Right. How would you feel if 
you were the male in this situation, how would you change the, any industry? How would you make that decision? How would you tell someone, no, you can't get this part or no, you can't have this raise. You can't have this job because you're a woman. And it, and it makes me very hopeful, especially with all the four new uh, female candidates for running for president in I'm 2020. I'm so happy about it. I, because I That's remember amazing. in 2016, I went, I voted for Hillary Clinton. I will say that proudly. I was devastated when she lost. Um, but I will tell you, I went to the voting booth and I cried. I was with my mom. We voted together. And it was an amazing feeling being able to, my first time voting, being able to vote for a woman. And now, seeing all of these amazing women. Candidates. These, I, I mean, gosh. these women of color and... Different races, religions, oh, yeah. backgrounds. It just goes to show that America is heading in the right direction, Absolutely. but we can only do that if we put aside opinions and literally work together. Like, That's, you literally... I mean, yeah. It doesn't matter what political views you have. It just yeah. at the end of the day we want this country to be better. And we right, we want the best for and people don't always see it the same way. And I look at my father and I look at my mom who have right. differing political opinions than Absolutely. I do. But the important thing is to just look at the true issues of this country. Mm-hmm. One of them being women in power yeah, and, and women's health and all of that stuff. I mean and I feel like we just need to focus on the big things instead of worrying about the small things yeah. in which are usually focused on. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, like I said before, I'm really excited to see um, all the amazing women. What they have women. to say oh and God, what absolutely. they want to bring to the table. It's and especially having more than one woman to vote for. Honestly, regardless of what you agree with them or not or what they want to bring for this country, it's just like yeah. four women candidates. So far. It, I mean, it's yeah. 2019. We still have some time. I mean, the political stuff is going to start back up probably in November, and, like, we're going to he- hear about it. Um, but I'm it's very, a good start. very excited and excited to see where this country is going to go. I know we're going to have to uh, do some cleanup work from the uh, infant in office right now, <laughs> um, but it's okay. We will get through it together as women, for um, women, by women. <laughs> Literally. Women. Girls rule, boys drool. Right. Our boys go to Jupiter to get, get more, more stupider. <laughs> On that note. On that note. I think we're going to end the episode here. Thanks for listening in, guys. I'm sorry we uh, railed you with our political opinions. And we, Emily uh, having yes. smarter ones than I do. But, you know, no. we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> All right. Thanks All right. for listening, guys. Bye. Mwah. Mwah.